0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Josh Ulmer of the podcast team. This week's episode is the third part in a four-part series from a recorded radio broadcast in 2019, where Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, answers live listeners' questions on the air, such as, how do you learn to be a good father if you want one?
1: We hope you enjoy Vital Issues, Part 3. Thank you.
2: Good morning and welcome to a very special live broadcast on Christian Radio KHCB. It's special because it's your opportunity to participate. This live call-in program is called Vital Issues in the Christian Home. Hosting today's program and describing how to participate, here's Bruce Munsterman.
0: Thank you, Dan. And it is good to be here today. We thank the Lord that this is the day he has made and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. And we're very glad to have Rick Wirtz, of Faithful Fathering Ministry with us uh, today. He is going to be answering questions that you might have about fathering, about raising children, about uh, serving the Lord. And we'll discuss these issues as you call in at 888-777-5422. Maybe the topic of discussion will give you a question that you would like some more insights to pursue. 888-777-5422. It's the toll-free number for the network. If you're in the greater Houston area, 520-5200. Of course, 713 713 520 We won't put you on the air live, but Dan Wales, our producer, who just introduced the program, will write your question down. And for to our guest, Rick Wertz, and then uh, look at what God's Word has to say about uh, these issues. And I'm so thankful, Rick, that the Word of God does uh, help us uh, daily, if not uh, moment by moment, uh, to... Uh understand how we are to live our lives uh, for the Lord. Amen. Welcome and great to have you back here All, in KCB.
1: Always a blessing to be with you Bruce. Well, Thank you the, for having
0: uh, me. summer is just around the corner literally I know that uh, schools are into graduations I went to one last uh, Saturday and others are about to come uh, to fruition and that means a little bit of different activity for you and the Faithful Fathering Ministry so uh, what's going on right. here for your summer?
1: Well there's uh, always that opportunity we try to capture uh, these uh, families right after graduation early in June to to create an opportunity. You know, in the summer, churches are off busy. Uh, you know, our primary mission is in the church, but in the summertime, we have a couple of uh, outreaches and uh, outside activities, and particularly we uh, partner with a Voice of Wilderness a fabulous uh, ministry that uh, is based in uh, ac- actually in the woodlands but they uh, they have a lodge up above Pagosa Springs Colorado so in southern Colorado we uh, in uh, mid June June 9th through the uh, 15th we uh, sponsor and and hold a father daughter hiking trip and uh, this is uh, based out of the Mountain Light Lodge, and we do day trips primarily out of the lodge uh, with daughters. Daughters tend to like running water at night, so we uh, we do day trips with the daughters. We do do uh, one overnight down in the valley and do a little hiking around down there and take in a beautiful night under the stars in the mountains at about 10,000, 11,000 feet. So it's a, it's a whole new perspective for a lot of us here in Houston and in the area that uh, don't get to typically uh, see those uh, stars like that. And then right behind that, uh, June 16th through the 22nd, uh, is a father-son backpacking trip in the same area, in the San Juan Mountains, and it's just a wonderful opportunity for both dads and daughters and dads and sons to check out of the noise that may have been ramping up uh, during finals week and all this stuff, uh, whether it's a teenage son, daughter, college age, or adult. Uh, it's just if there's a need or if you know someone that need that that uh, you get away from her a week to connect to a new level of relationship. And it's always a solid marker in the relationship hmm. uh, as father, uh, daughter, father, son.
0: So you say that uh, the daughter or son should be in their teenage
1: years? Or? Yes, they, the minimum age for daughters is 13 minimum age for a son is 14 both uh because of the physicality of the trip as well as the maturity of discussions that go on uh because we do uh a curriculum every evening. I work with the dads and my daughter works with the daughters. Uh, she comes back and spends a week with us up there. And uh, and my son does the same thing. He commits a week of his vacation time and comes out and helps us. Uh, he works with the sons as I work with the dads. And then it's always followed by a uh, quantity of one-on-one time, uh, father, daughter, father, son.
0: All right. So if I want more information or want to know about specifics, what's the best thing Just to do? Just
1: go to faithfulfathering.org forward slash connect one, uh, faithfulfathering.org/connect, and then the number one, and uh, scroll down to the respective trips, and you can check and uh, check them out.
0: All right, faithfulfathering.org is the website for uh, Rick's ministry, uh, faithfulfathering.org, and then forward slash connect one, and uh, find out more details about the backpacking trips that'll be in the month of June, and then in August uh, you have one more trip if. Uh, your June is filled up, or unable to uh, get away for one of those two activities. What's going on in August?
1: Well, I figure the right way to spend summer in Houston is to go Let's to get as far away and get as high as you can. Uh. <laughs> that's why we call it high country. Not, yeah, uh, uh, it's a spiritual high, by the way. That's uh, that's the important part. But mm. it, this is actually in central Colorado. This is more of a camping trip for men and young men. Uh, there will be fathers and sons there, but we also encourage churches that have uh, young men that uh, may not have dads engaged in their lives, uh, uh, and have a a spiritual father that wants to come along with them, we'll have young men and uh, old guys like me that don't have a son on the trip, Uh, we're there to spiritually father, and uh, just share the love of Christ across the week. Uh, We'll be camping out at a beautiful campground called Camp Como, uh, run by a dear friend, uh, executive director there is Lee Bertrand, and uh, he uh we'll be uh, camped out there for a week and we'll do day hikes again we'll do a float trip down the Arkansas we'll do uh, uh the De Calibron which is uh uh, essentially, four fourteen thousand foot peaks in one day. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, about about an eight hour round trip. Is but that uh, by
0: bus or
1: by? Yeah, 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 yeah that, oh, Not uh, quite. Uh, we'll, we'll go up to the trailhead. Two legged variety, then, huh? Yeah, that's
0: your mode yeah. of transportation. Right, wow. right.
1: And uh, but it is a day hike, and it's really a beautiful day hike uh, mm. up around and just just see uh, just see God's creation, and that's the. Of course, as Romans uh, uh, one twenty says, you know the, the creation cries out. You know, men are without excuse to uh, to uh, uh, not recognize Christ in the creation. So uh, anyway, that's just a, a quick snapshot of what's uh, happening this summer. And uh, if there's anything you want to get engaged with, feel free to call our office at 281-491-3237 or visit our website, faithfulfathering.org.
0: That's 281-491-DADS, which translates to 3237 or faithfulfathering.org. And for the specific... Events that are going to take place this summer uh, backslash uh, connect one. All right. So why or how uh, do these activities help with your ministry? And your ministry is focused on being a faithful father. So how does how does this all dovetail together?
1: Well, it's all uh, complimentary about relationship, isn't it, Bruce? Uh, That's we just uh, one example of a of a church. I just am coming off of a spiritual high at uh, Sagemont Church last evening. It they're the second church to be recognized for accomplishing what we call the baton metric of ten. That's how we rate a church on this journey as a uh to have faithful fathering initiative within the body of Christ and uh the way it works uh, is just like this we have a uh uh, a strategy that we work on to uh, to uh, encourage uh, raising the bar. Uh, you know, we've been around for nearly 20 years, Bruce, and our whole mission is to raise the bar for fathering one man, one family, one church at a time, and then the church reaches out to the community to be the influence in the community it needs to be. You know, we're too often the church is not a whole lot different than society. The culture has uh, done a better job influencing us sometimes and we have, uh, been and in influencing uh, the society. So uh, Sagemont has accomplished that. You know, they, uh, the pass the baton strategy. You know, I'm a recovering engineer, so I talk in acronyms. So the, the PASS uh, acronym is for P, is for purpose filled fathering. And this is where I connect with a what I call a core group of dads within the body of Christ, within a church. And we began meeting together to uh, to, to pray through what the Lord's up to and how we could raise the bar for fathering individually uh, in our own lives as well as corporately in the church and beyond. And uh, so... This group of dads, uh, are, they're different. Uh, they are prioritizing their physical presence, being engaged emotionally, leading spiritually by example. They're pushing back against the culture in their own homes and in their church. And so they're the leaders that I'm looking for in, uh, inside the body. And there's a great group of guys there at Sagemont Church that have been at it since 2011. And uh, so they have run many events. Uh, the A for in the past strategy is for activities. Uh, those are, we do overnights under the cross a couple of times a year. We've done fun activities like Goofy Olympics. These are opportunities for dads in the community that may not be going to church to just come in and have some fun with their kids. And then, of course, we sneak in some scripture and uh, remind them of how important they are in their children's lives and hopefully draw them into uh, the church or into a church, even if it's not Sagemont Church. And then uh, the, the first S is for studies for dads, where we yeah, we all need to help on this run journey, don't we, Bruce? Did you get much training when you uh, came out of the hospital? Uh, with, uh, with, with your my first firstborn, uh, there was no <laughs> instruction manual included with all the papers I had to sign. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, that's what we try to do: is try to in, in, uh, introduce some very practical training. Uh, you know what we call dads becoming heroes, uh, dads armor, Nehemiah Initiative, uh, seasons of fathering. These are all studies we've uh, developed that uh, are out there to encourage dads on the journey, and uh, so. We do, uh, one thing Sagemont has done is annually has done some type of study for dads over the years. And then the second S is staying connected. Uh, so that's purpose-filled fathering. A is for activities. S is for studies. And then the second S is for staying connected. And that's where we do some father-daughter and father-son retreats. And uh we've uh, done those annually uh, for the last number of years as well at Sagemont. So... With those things done, then uh, you look at the baton metric. Uh, pass the baton is a strategy because the baton's being dropped uh, throughout society as far yeah. as passing the baton of faith to the next generation. So that's the analogy we use. But the baton is another metric, of course, and that is B is to begin to see the need in the church to raise the bar for fathering, uh, which is an easy two points. Uh, A is the assimilation of that core group of dads, that leadership team, and uh, that's not so easy, but it's uh, it's something that takes uh, will take anywhere from two to four or five months. And then uh, the T is once they assim- uh, the group is assimilated, they start to transition into the strategy to decide what kind of activity they want to kick off with to see how the church might respond to this new initiative on the fathering front. And then the O, each of these are for two points. The O is the ongoing management. Once they've gotten a few activities under their belts, they understand the strategy and they decide how they want to move forward. Then the ongoing management is typically a, a couple of fun activities for dads and kids a year, a study for dads every year, and a retreat. Uh, one church, uh, the other church has a, achieved the baton metric of 10, alternates. They do uh, One year they'll do a father-daughter retreat. The next year they'll do a father-son retreat. So that's that's the ongoing management uh, side. So that's eight points if you're keeping track. The next one, the end of the baton, is the next steps. How how do we reach out? Now that the light is bright inside the body of Christ, how are we reaching out to the community? And Sagemont in particular, in, in, in crossing that threshold to the 10, they've done a couple of things. Number one is they've always invited the community to participate in the Overnight at the Cross or uh, uh, other activities, the Goofy Olympics, the retreats. They've always in, engaged and, and, and encouraged folks outside the church to come participate. There's never been a closed deal. But they've also opened the door to several community events. Uh, we They hosted uh, one of the Let's Talk About Porn initiatives that we did a couple of years ago. Just like to- last October, they hosted what we called an MVP Father event, which was just a community-wide event to energize dads in the area. And uh, so they've just been so open. Uh, so with that, I had the opportunity last night to present uh, Brother John Morgan and uh, Wes Holloman with a recognition of... Uh, are really making a difference on the fathering front to achieve, to attain this baton metric of 10 and uh, and uh, continue the journey. And so their support of these guys has been just phenomenal.
0: Mm. All right. Again, for details, contact Rick's ministry, org. You can ask more about that in just a moment. By the way, if you have a question for Rick today, maybe about some of the events or maybe about oh, how do you get engaged with your children, certainly give us a call, 888-777-5422. Our phone lines are open right now, 888-777-KHCB, or 713-520-5200. That is a local number or cell phone number, 713-520-5200. You know, the Lord has uh, opened the doors here at KHCB, and we have folks listening in Arkansas, Oklahoma, West Texas, uh, Florida, Louisiana. I'm not sure I can come to view one of these events at another church. I think that's usually how we learn more about, okay, let's see how they do it, and maybe is that something we can replicate at our church. So... Are there any helps that you can offer, even though I'm, you know, divided
1: by distance? The uh, lo- uh, Holy Spirit never cares about logistics, so I'm willing to go <laughs> w- wherever. Half-truck okay. will travel or can get a plane ticket. I'm always happy to come speak at a church. Uh, always will um, welcome that opportunity. But most everything we do is also uh, accessible through our website to uh, allow you to, to get a hold of the strategy and start to begin to pray through how that might work. So they could call, they could reach our website, or, uh, like I said, uh, there are folks that call— and and uh, I just send them materials or talk them through what the next step is and encourage them to get that core group together. So uh, distance is not a problem these mm-hmm. days with technology. There's no right. uh, no uh, no limits. There's webinars and, and sure, so FaceTime can, and all the different uh, uh, technologies. That are still available. And, uh, yeah, Zoom and uh, you know Skype or whatever you'd like yeah, the okay. all this hip stuff, Bruce. You yeah, know, that's <laughs> right.
0: Well, and uh, what a neat time in which to live. So we can take advantage of these uh, opportunities and technologies. Amen. Uh, not to let the world have all the uh, the best tools, but rather to use them and harness them for the Lord. Right. Um, so what are you looking for in a church? You, I love the baton, begin to see the need. Uh, obviously, we look around. Uh, I had a wonderful father. You did not. Uh, so we know that in the church, there are people who have wonderful experiences and people who had terrible experiences. So we see a, a need, but how do I start addressing that need? Or maybe make that need known that some people say, well, you know, I'm just not going to do
1: it the way my dad did it. Well, that's exactly right, Bruce. And I, I think one of the things is to embrace an upstream ministry. You know, there are so many ministries that are down there to help the fatherless and do this and that, you know, in the society, which is huge. That's a very important ministry. But we delineate ourselves in the fact that we're an upstream ministry that do just that, come into the church and encourage dads that are trying or they're in a situation where there's in a, in a broken home or not. But to, if they're in the church, then they are, uh, we can brighten that light in the body of Christ, we have the opportunity to be a broader influence. I think that's the solution to the issues. There's some necessary fixes out there to encourage kids. But uh, and dads, but this is the solution to get the church, get the dads online. And and what I draw an analogy to a lot is one of my favorite Old Testament father figures, of course, is Nehemiah. And uh, Nehemiah, uh, you know, he the 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 word was that when his brother came to uh, uh, Babylon that, that he was uh, busted. His brother said, you know, those he asked about those that were exiled that stayed in the land, and he said, you know, his brother said those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. He essentially said that the exiled folks had, uh, the, the remnant there had married foreign women, began to worship foreign gods. The the city, people were coming in and out of the city uh, all days of the week. The Sabbath was no different than the rest of the day. Jerusalem was no different than the surrounding lands. And Nehemiah was busted that this has to change. You know, we have to reestablish the holy city. So he he convinced the king to cover him. And and he proceeded to, to uh, get into Jerusalem and rebuild that wall in 52 days with the eye I- Idea. He was convinced that if they got the wall rebuilt and uh, communicated that the holy city was different than the surrounding lands, maybe the Israelites would begin to realize they're supposed to be different than the surrounding peoples. And that's where we are in the church, and I, I think that's what, that's what Sagemont Church has, has done, taking a step to delineate themselves. Not to you know, it wasn't a wall of isolation; it was a wall of delineation hmm. that they had to be different. And I think that's something we forget so often that uh, this this is important. We're not watching the same movies, we're not going to playing the same video games, we're not doing all the things that the culture pushes on us. And uh, I think that's the beauty of what Sagemont has accomplished in this Baton Metric of ten, and they continue. Memorial Church of Christ is another one. There's a number of other churches out there on this journey, and I think that's what KHCB is. I mean, you're you're delineating yourself not only from society, but even in your own industry as a commercial-free broadcast that is supporter uh, listen, you know, listening, uh, supported by listeners. And this is a very unique approach. If, if I'm not under the word of God, you're not going to invite me back. That's a delineation <laughs> from from a lot of folks uh, out there, and and I just commend you and and all the staff, Dan, Bonnie, and Carol, all the staff that is. Uh, just committed, the board that's committed to that level of integrity. Uh, I think I I shared with you once that uh, uh, Max McLean shared that, uh, uh, you know, once KHCB embraced his program, the rest of the radio stations were easy, (laughs) you know, because of your criteria and your standard for the Word of God. Mm. And that's what we have to carry forward. Uh, We have to be modern-day Nehemiahs to delineate ourselves and show how beautiful and joyful that walk is in a different uh, light in this world. I think Peter captures that
0: in First Peter 2 about being a chosen people, a, a royal priesthood, a, a different people, God, a people for God's own possession. But again, as you say, uh, not so that um, uh, we're um, just different, but because we want to be a, a, a delineation uh, and, 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 a, and a marker.
1: And an influence. I mean, and that's the beauty. Once, once the uh, wall was built and the gates were in place, the gates were open in love. But on the Sabbath, by God, they closed them for business, you know, and that's the way we are in our churches. We're open in love, but let's make sure we're staying under the Word of God in the way we live and the way we, we carry our lives Doing forward. the business of the
0: Lord. Rick Wirtz, our guest today on KHCB. If you have a question, certainly give him a call. You'd be happy to visit about a situation or a question you might have about uh, being a faithful father. 888-777-5422 is the number to call, 713-520-5200. What's the greatest challenge in a church? Uh, uh, convincing the pastor, convincing the elder. What, what do you see as the the greatest things that uh, I'm listening right now and get excited and say, you know what, we should have this in our church.
1: But it's the old busyness, uh, Bruce. These churches are so busy. There's so many things going on. That's why the the beauty of our uh, initiative is that it is a lay-led initiative. I okay. really work to connect with so dads. So the pastor doesn't have to consider one more thing for his plate. Exactly. It takes no okay. staff time, no pastor time. It, it you know, we always welcome their blessing and and their support. I mean, we yeah, need, and, obviously and need, need the that. church's support. I mean, right. What's really beautiful like in, like, a Memorial Church of Christ, uh, uh, one of the dads, Mike Avery, is a staff. He's the uh, youth and family minister at the church, but he's on the core team of dads because he's a dad. And the blessing as a staff, a staff member staff is member. Right, the blessing as a staff member is that he has access to the calendar, so he knows that anything we're going to schedule isn't going to conflict or it's actually going to complement what's happening in the church. So that's the beauty of the deal, that it is a lay-led initiative, and that's what we're trying to communicate is that uh, the, 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 uh, the, the mechanics are very practical. Uh, the, 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 the distribution of responsibilities across that core team is, uh, is the key. That's one of the tough things is to make sure that the leader of the core group, there always has to be a leader, but he has to be a leader that's willing to, to delegate. And, and then but make sure they take on those responsibilities to run the event like again uh, one group of guys might run the father-daughter retreat another group of guys might head up a father-daughter banquet another group of guys might say hey we're gonna have a fun day on site I'll take hold of that and I'll, I'll, I'll do the logistics here so those are the kinds of things but there. are the, the the key is that we're all very focused on our own walk as fathers as well because we're not going to we want to make sure that we're reflecting the light and the glory of the lord in our lives as well as, so who leads the bible studies or the lessons or the devotionals or whatever well, does the
0: pastor have to come in and do that
1: there's uh, that's again there's a we're so flexible we just hand the material over uh there are churches that don't want me involved and that's fine i said you know i don't need to be our ministry is a uh, we're just trying to provide opportunities I'm as involved as you want me to be involved uh, and and so so you can be a consultant or you can be actually hands-on right and I, I have conducted the the, uh, uh, the studies and retreats and I've also handed over our PowerPoint slides and let them do whatever they want to do with uh, to make that their own uh, the other is uh, everything we do is available on video now we have a, a good set of videos to follow those studies if they if they get tired of looking at my mug then they can just do the sound deal, you know, that deal. That's okay. Uh, so uh, so that's what we're trying to do, is really get out there and just let them know whatever piece of this works for them, then hopefully the whole puzzle will come together.
0: All right. Uh, 1053 on KHCB, seven before the hour. You're listening to Christian Radio and Vital Issues in the Christian Home. Hosting Rick Words today, faithfulfathering.org is his website, and uh, 281-491-DADS. But our phone number this morning is 888-777-5422. Uh, I'm just curious to know what size church do I need? I go to a small church. Uh, does that kind of knock me out of the
1: action? Uh, it does St. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Houston, it's a pretty large church. So, right. the, uh, the 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 sweet spot seems to be those mid-sized churches. Actually, uh, if there's some some motivation by the men, if there's a men's ministry in place, it's absolutely a compliment. I always, you know, the 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 question is a is men's ministry or dad's ministry, and I say yes. You know, it's uh, all men or dads or spiritual fathers. All dads are certainly men. So, uh, there if if there's uh, if there's no men's ministry uh, present, then this initiative for dads is absolutely a spot-on deal to uh, to help get that going. And you
0: think about it, Nehemiah was just one. Right. right, That's exactly right. So. And we
1: don't know much about his uh, his earthly family. All we know is he left the corporate world as a cupbearer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which yeah. was really a pretty sweet job back then, as long as nobody's trying to kill the king. Poison the king? The king. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not so sure but, how sweet his, it was. But uh, but his access to the king and queen and royalty and eating their food and being uh, just being in their company. I mean, he learned a lot of the skills that he needed uh, through his association uh, in his position. So uh, you know, there's a lot of folks out there in the corporate world that have some gifts that can be uniquely applied to raise the bar for fathering in not only in their own home, but in in the church and in the community. So uh, that's who we're looking for, those guys that uh, have a passion for, uh, as Malachi 2.15 says, for raising godly offspring.
0: Hmm. All right. Uh, vital issues in the Christian home. Rick Wertz, our guest today. I'm just curious to Mentioned before, what are the biggest challenges uh, if I'm trying to implement something like this? You know, we're all—and and well said, pastors have to be wary. They're, they're part of their shepherding duties are to protect. So what do you start with? Uh, a fun night out? Uh, a study? What What do you— how do I get something like this quote off the ground?
1: Well, the first thing is uh, to pray, of course. And uh, if there's a buddy in your circles, then uh, pull him in and hey, hey, let's start begin praying. Let's begin praying about what we could do in our in our church, in our circles of influence. And uh, before you know it, you may have three or four guys together, then I'm, I would sit down and meet with you and uh, sit down and talk or talk over the phone if it's a distance thing. And we can begin to pray through, but that's exactly, uh, sometimes it's uh, a couple of months in. Sometimes it's six months in, but uh, like an example is uh, Memorial Church of Christ. They, uh, they, uh, they. We prayed together, uh, had meetings uh, for about two months, three months, and then they decided they just wanted to have a dinner for dads, and and just take a survey of what dads are looking for, and it was a wake up call how hungry men are for some guidance on this wonderful journey the most important job we have in this world uh, to be the husband father uh, he calls us to be and and that opened the door at that dinner we took a survey of of different opportunities that they would might want to uh, look at and so those those that list of opportunities included uh, different studies included different activities fun activities what would you like to do uh, retreats, you know, those types of things. Just kind of took a, a, a measure, if you will, of the uh, of the temperature of uh, what men are looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing we can do is uh, we have a, a survey we could run church-wide that uh, has to do with uh, fathers as a force in the church, and that's uh, simply a uh, Survey Monkey survey that we can initiate and begin to open the door for what what hunger there is out there on the fathering front.
0: <clears throat> and do it, does it have to be churches that have young families? Does it have to be churches that have children that are older? Is there any kind of criteria? As, as I growing? find
1: the it, the key is, and particularly in the core group, I like to see the generativity. Uh, we want the demographics on the core group to reflect the demographics of the church uh the church that has uh, the more uh, older folks then that's what i call spiritual fathers and that's a that's a whole generation that i think it's a powerful opportunity for every church to pull those guys off the bench and say hey we don't get to retire from this job even if you don't have uh, kids locally or what have you there's young men in your congregation that would love to go out to lunch with you and just pick your brain on on some of the th- lessons that you learned and uh, and of course Uh, Us old guys, we have to do a lot more listening than we do talking sometimes, which is, uh, you know, we want to share all the wisdom we have. Well, uh, we also need to listen well and Mm. and see how we can interact because, uh, you know, these millennials are not hard to connect with. We just have to buy a lunch every once in a while. And uh, just like us, they enjoy food and and, uh, they want to hear some of the wisdom that uh, some of the battle scars that we have. Uh, I find them just tremendously uh, beneficial to see start to see that cross-generational connection and communication uh, around parenting, around fathering front. And sometimes it's
0: starting out with just one event maybe for the whole year. I don't know that – sometimes I hear programs like this and I think – oh, man, we can't take on all this. Uh, you know, we would be worn out.
1: Uh. Yeah. I, uh, that's why I don't call it a program. Okay. I call it a mission for dads. And uh, the mission is very unique to your church. And you just decide what uh, what pieces might complement uh, what's going on in the church and what pieces may supplement uh, that need to, to fill some gaps.
0: All right. Vital issues in the Christian home. We're delighted to have Rick Wirtz today on KHCB with FaithfulFathering.org. That's his website. We'll give his phone number in just a moment. But to, first, we're going to pause for a station identified Classification, 888 777 Give us a call if you have a question. This is Christian Radio. Vital Issues in the Christian Home on the air on KHCB. It's straight up 11 o'clock Central Time on a Thursday morning. We have a delightful time with Rick Wirtz of Faithful Fathering Initiative. Actually, faithfulfathering.org is his website, Faithful Fathering Has all kinds of helps. And you still do your devotional there? Absolutely. And so you can even sign up if you're listening, uh, Dad Talk, all right? Uh, Whether you are a a current father, if your children are grown, and you're a grandfather, or never had children, whatever, it's still some great information and great uh, thoughts uh, from uh, God's Word. You can also contact Rick after the program two eight one four nine one. Dad's been talking about the metric and uh, the idea of uh, having a purpose-filled uh, father, uh, uh, fathering aspect in your church. Uh, also having some special activities uh, that your church can really highlight both dads and children. And and I like the fact that it's. It's working together with dads with the children. It's not just for dads. not just for the children. You're trying to incorporate both. You can also have studies for dads based on, of course, on God's word, and then staying connected. That P A S S is part of passing the baton. Pass the baton uh, using the track illustration. Back in the old days when we used to run track in high school, and had a relay race. And really, we are in a relay race, taking uh, this generation, trying to pass on the the truths of God's word, which is, I think, what all of Deuteronomy was about. Uh, and the children of Israel were told to pass on what they have learned to their children, and uh,
1: of course, that was based on God's word. And Ephesians six two as well, that in you know, are to, to to raise our to raise kids children in the instruction her, of the Lord yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and do admonition. not exasperate them and. Yeah.
0: Well, I know that uh, what well, we just had this past weekend, Mother's Day, and in a couple of weeks we'll have uh, Father's Day about a month away, and uh, so there are opportunities. Maybe that would be a catalyst or the the, the signal that you can use to uh, maybe implement something like this in your church. Uh, we'll give you more details, but first, uh, Dan Wales has a question, so let's go to him for our first question. Again, our phone number is 888-777-5422, 713
2: We have a caller who wants to know about whether you could elaborate on this generation gap that you mentioned between millennials and the older generations, how to bridge that gap, especially since there's a great dependence on technology among the millennials. Uh, what, What if you're not good at technology? How do you bridge that gap? What are techniques to reach a younger generation for Christ? Well, Bruce, that's a that's a
1: great question, and uh, I think if you're like, uh, I'll just talk about me first of all. I uh, my challenge with the generation a lot of times is I have judgmental nature that I'll, I'll see them caught up on their phones and not paying attention to anything. I may see tattoos or piercings and you know that type of thing, and and I just had to, I had a young man blast me uh, one time. And said, you know, you're being pretty judgmental. <laughs> and I I was busted I had to realize that uh, that's not I was not seeing Christ in in the uh, the young man and and uh, when I began to ask uh, tell me a story about the behind those tattoos and and there was there was just a tremendous emotional connect that uh, one tattoo is for his mom one is for his grandmother and you know and it just there was an emotional uh story there behind that that allowed us to have a dialogue and and absolutely so it wasn't show wasn't trying to show that he was absolutely. part of a gang or he wasn't kind of all the pre i mean there's mm-hmm. always those possibilities but uh, 99.9 percent of the time there was a communication and really a hurt a lot of times behind uh what what may have been communicated and uh so it was an expression and my, my point is that when there's an expression there's a an opportunity an emotional connection that we have an opportunity to make and and that's our choice to either open our hearts to that opportunity and encourage a dialogue or close our minds and and turn away and uh, so I was just. Uh, I, I'm intentional. I'm more intentional today than than I have been uh, to to make sure that I reach out and just ask some questions and uh, try to engage some conversation. Uh, now that's that's one uh, that's one side of the millennial spectrum. And and
0: the question or my question is, what do I talk about? Right. I
1: just you, know, you don't have to talk about anything necessarily except just, say, hey, could you explain uh, some of the story behind that tattoo or, or why you why you were uh, if that's if, they yeah. have one. if that's the case right. Right. Uh, yeah. or uh, or just say a lot of times I'll just open up and say, hey, do you have a home church or uh, hey, do you, uh, um, you know, where are you at and how are your kids? You know, and 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 just try to open up some dialogue around that line. And uh, what I've found is, uh, not only is there a tremendous heart, there is always uh, God will always show up in that conversation, and uh, and then it always, you know. I wouldn't say always, but it typically ends up at an opportunity to, to pray for each other, and uh, and particularly to, you know, if you can end a conversation by saying, you know, is there anything I can pray about for you? Mm. Uh, then that opens the door for a, a further dialogue, and, and maybe even an exchange of numbers, and uh, you can follow up. So, uh, that, you know, God is always at work. Mm. You ruin it, you know, exchanging numbers, you know, they're gonna have, have the flip phone, they have the high
0: speed, you know. So. <laughs> but, well, the point is, you're you're interested in them, and still want to connect with them.
1: That's the point, and and that's uh, I think that's what Christ did so beautifully, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, he would always, even the woman caught in adultery. What did he do? He he just said, uh, you know, go and sin no more. You know, mm-hmm. I don't condemn you. Uh, and and I think uh, there is, uh, for me personally, there was a, a, a judgmental nature that I needed to, to turn over to the Lord, and uh, I think that's something we have to be aware of. And and so, but with that said, now if there are kids and young uh, sons or daughters that you just can't seem to cut through that technology window, then just say, hey, could we have a, a you know a technology-free night together? Let's go out to dinner. We're going to leave our phones in the car, and let's just have some time. So that's some opportunity. Those are opportunities as well to just – You raise a
0: good point. Both of us have to leave our our gear in the car because uh, mine may be connected to work. I need to be available to receive an email a text, a phone call. We always think that we're
1: more important than we are sometimes, don't we?
0: Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are times that we're not going to be available. Uh, but anyway, that uh, you're absolutely right. I mean there are always uh, exceptions. But, 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 my, but my my encourage- your point is
0: though that if you're willing to put yours aside, then that might be the example that – Exactly. The younger other person may need,
1: and I'm seeing that more and more, even in, in families, that uh, they'll they'll establish. Uh, I, there's a story one one uh, uh, family, a dad actually answered his phone during dinner, and his daughter busted him and said, uh, "You know, was that phone call more important than our dinner time, Daddy?" <laughs> and that led to a family discussion, and they they checked all their uh, electronic devices off in a central docking station during dinner time and after seven eight o'clock at night, uh, unless it was tied to homework that they needed to do, and that opened the door for all kinds of discussion and hmm. uh, game time, you know, board games and what have you for the family.
0: Wow. Okay. So there's some initiative, and I want to go back to something that uh, Rick said at the first uh, hour is always start out with prayer. Uh, Pray that the Lord might open the dialogue. Uh, Pray that the Lord would give you some talking points. Uh, You know, we always seem to ask the Lord afterwards instead (laughs) of starting with it. But what a great example. Nehemiah, and I'm well, three or four fingers are pointing at me. I, I do the same. I always come up with a solution and then say, well, Lord, uh, bless this solution and instead of saying, Lord, what is the way you would have us go? So uh, keep that in mind as well. Good question this morning. Thank you. Vital Issues in the Christian Home on KHCB. Rick Words of faithfulfathering.org. ministry is based in Houston, but uh, willing to go anywhere to help establish um, good relationships between not only Uh, fathers and sons and fathers and daughters,
2: but also for family. Eight minutes after the hour, Dan, let's go back to you. We have a caller who says that, uh, first of all, she wants to uh, praise the ministry, which she feels it's absolutely magnificent. Those are her words, exactly. She said that uh, she'd like to know a little bit about your approach for healing past sins or problems related to the pornography issue, because that's something that uh, you mentioned faithful fathering deals with. What's an approach? How, How do you help someone recover from issues related to pornography?
1: Well, first of all, I thank you so much for the uh, accolade and the affirmation of the ministry. And I just praise praise the Lord for how he's working through us and uh, pray that he always keeps me out of his way or in his way to just the right degree that he's always glorified. But uh, the pornography issue is a major one. And I I always go to my dear friend, uh, Tim George, who has said that he would rather his uh, kids be addicted to heroin than pornography because you can detox heroin. You cannot get pornography out of the mind. And uh, that is a, a cleansing process that has to start very much at the, at the heart uh, of the individual. And uh, there, is, uh, there are tremendous, uh, you know, actually, Tim and uh, Christian Houston Center for Christian Counseling, and there are others around that, you know, uh, deal with uh, sexual addiction and, uh, and the pornography issue. There's uh, tremendous uh, programs out there as well that if you give our office a call, I'm happy to share some of those resources with you. But, uh, uh, that would, uh, absolutely address, uh, you know, the addiction issues to pornography. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, just a, a couple of, they're grounded in scripture, are, uh, uh, the Conquer series is one, and, uh, uh, and the, uh, Uh, Every Man's Battle is another book that's out there of course Uh, there's a lot of there's a a, there's a number of of folks on the front now that are really uh, delving into this issue so but it is very unique for each man and uh, and woman because uh, both are being influenced by uh, the culture's tremendous success in uh, breaking breaking a sexual act from the relationship and you know it, we know it's evil because it's uh it's contrary to what God has said. You know mm-hmm. God says that uh, the union of one is the pinnacle of the marriage relationship, so you know sex in marriage is the pinnacle of the relationship and how that 's to be glorified that whole uh, beauty of design of man and woman that God has given us uh so for society to completely uh, destroy that and and just make it a in this hookup culture and in this pornography culture that uh, it's it's simply about the physicality is completely contrary to the word of god so that's uh, again we always go back to prayer bruce that uh that she would begin praying for uh, the person affected and uh and and pray that the lord would blast his light through this darkness this uh, the you know it's usually creeps in as a shadow it might be a an image uh, it could even, you know, what we used to call uh, soft porn is is now uh, a commercial on television. Uh, you know, your your uh, Netflixes and your your uh, different uh, uh, cable televisions. Uh, this this stuff is just standard these days. Uh, so it starts off. Uh, some shadows creep in, and and. Uh, 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 titillate a little bit on the uh, on the exposure to these images, and then it uh, the the darkness completely envelops. And uh, of course, uh, once you start to look at pornography as it is, that it's the the fire that drives uh, a lot of the sex trafficking because they're always looking for new talent, and then they they move out of sex trafficking, uh, they, they they go into porn. They, you know, it's just it's a it's a ongoing cycle, and the solution is to uh, eliminate the demand for porn and uh, that begins again one man and one family at a time to uh, establish the controls that are needed in the home, establish, uh, you know, uh, 2 Corinthians ten five that these are arguments against the knowledge of God, that we take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus the Christ. And that's the uh, passage I would encourage her to use as a grounding in prayer and, uh, and uh, begin to look at that. And as every man embraces that and woman, then uh, we have the opportunity uh, uh, to purge this, uh, this influence in our, in our culture. Okay, and good news Just verse
0: 4 before that The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh But divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses So uh, there is hope Amen Sometimes I feel like there is no hope The society seems to be just spiraling downhill But there is hope, uh, of course, found in the Lord Good question, thank you so much We need to move on We have a number of questions already called in 888-777-5422 That's 888-777-KHCB Dan Wales, our producer, busily can I say, scribbling down these uh,
2: questions? Yes, it's it's definitely a chicken scratch here. Go ahead. We do have a caller. In fact, we we have a couple of uh, dads who wanted to express that they are not good at fathering, and they're wondering how much of this is learned, how is this handled? Uh, One of them specifically is seeing kids in his own family, his own children, who are going different directions, some knowing the Lord, others turning their back on god as uh, e- even through their teenage years and so uh, what can you say to a dad who feels like he's not good at fathering and that's that let, uh, uh, I'm right there
1: with them. I would, that's that's my journey as well. We're just not good at this. I went the opposite direction of dad, and that's usually what dads will do. We'll either do what our dad did or we'll go the opposite direction, and neither of which is necessarily healthy on this journey. I mean, we're called to be the fathers We're, called, we're the Lord enables us to be. So we use our past, and then we, instead of filling the voids with what the world has to say, like I got caught up in financial provision and trying to, Status and all this stuff—that's what the world says a father's supposed to do. But the Scripture, uh, God, our heavenly Father, can fill that void. Uh, When He walked out of the tomb and met Mary, He says, "Go and tell my." my brothers, that I have not yet returned to my father and your father, to my God and your God, that was a wake-up call to me because now I have a heavenly father that will complement and fill the gaps that my earthly father uh, created. And uh, and I'm not blaming him. I mean, the, the, the Lord gave us each the father we need and that we have. Uh, but he says, I am here to help fine-tune that so that you can be the father I call you to be. And so I encourage reading the gospel of John. That's a lot of Jesus talking about his dad. I encourage reading Nehemiah. Uh, you know, but as a as a man, I mean, our the things we have to look at very uh, candidly is what are we living? You know, the kids catch what we've got and we can uh, uh, we can uh, justify and uh, do all the things we want to do to say that I, I did my best. But I, my encouragement is to candidly look and ask your wife, ask your brother, your, your uh, any guys in your circles, how you're doing. Ask your kids, how are you doing? Uh, there's a lot of us that go to church on Sunday, and we're in the world the other seven days of the, the other six days of the week. The devil's not impressed with us just going to church. The challenge is, are we having spiritual discussion between Sundays? The survey says that uh, less than one in ten families that attend church every Sunday have any spiritual discussion between Sundays. So what do the kids catch? They catch your secularism, the religion of secularism, not the religion that is your relationship with Jesus the Christ. How are you living in marriage? What are you reflecting? Are you indeed reflecting your personal, passionate relationship with Jesus the Christ in your marriage? And are you living that day in, day out? Are you reflecting that with your kids? Are you going to the absolute truth in discussing uh, uh, issues that your kids face? Or are you just reacting and giving your opinion? You know, uh, these are the things that we always have to be very candid, and that's what we do through the studies. These gentlemen can go to our website, again, it's faithfulfathering.org forward slash, uh, this is educate, the educate page. Uh, You can download a PDF and you can watch videos of a dad's armor uh, study or the Dad's Becoming Heroes study. And uh, these are very practical insights on how you might look at how you're, you're walking as a father. We've got a couple others in the works, the Nehemiah Initiative is being recorded this month, and uh, that will be available uh, within the, by the end of the summer. We have another study called Seasons of Fathering, which is another thing I would share with these dads is that you know, we have 10 years that those short answers and everything that we want to invest in our kids that that teaching season if you will the teacher season of fathering is a time where they trust dad completely and mom and dad both Their their word is taken as gospel and uh, and what have we really spent those 10 years or are we spending those 10 years really investing uh, in the the foundation that we want our kids to live by because then in the next 10 years the coaching season what I call the coaching season they start to be influenced by the surrounding you know by teachers by movies by their friends families you know hey why, why are Bobby's parents divorced and why is so-and-so have their parents live an alternative lifestyle and you start to have these dialogues and your short answers no longer work you've got to engage them in a dialogue point them to the absolute truth and and share coach them through these outside influences and uh, so that's that's probably where where we're at is you know we we sometimes we try to over teach during the coaching season, and uh, we we may drive a wedge in a relationship where we really need to be coaching them through and help them understand. Yeah, that's what the world sees. But let's go back to Nehemiah again and say, hey, we're supposed to be different than the world.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm just I'm wondering a little bit about and uh, you have an engineering background. Is that you know formulas and uh, calculations and plans usually have a. A a, a predicted outcome, I don't know that even if I did the best I could as a father, that I can predict the outcome, only the Lord could touch a heart, right? Well,
1: that's exactly right. But we have to do our due diligence. uh, You're absolutely right. I mean, even, even the perfect father or his kids rebelled <laughs> you know so that's we don't take ownership a lot of times right, we take yeah. too Animal much credit reasons. when our kids do right. well and we uh, take too much blame when our kids make bad choices but the question that's why I'm saying look inside are you doing all that you can do as the man God calls you to be hmm. and so that requires a lot of introspection and uh, and 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 some candidness and even meetings with your uh, counselor or with your pastor and with your bride with your kids and just uh, I, so I need some candid feedback
0: here and it's Part of the offshoot of of a ministry with the dads is that you do get together with other dads that
1: might help
0: give insights – for you as well as maybe for them,
1: and it's always about encouraging and equipping. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, the three, the three tenets for uh, faithful fathering were busting me enough. And that was: am I provide, am I prioritizing my physical presence? I was missing a lot of events. <laughs> am I being engaged emotionally? Well, I like my time in front of my newspaper and the television. Uh, am I leading spiritually by example? Well, maybe I'm leading the way to church, but am I really leading spiritually in my home? So just those three tenets of faithful, being the faithful father he calls us to be, reflecting that triune nature of God in the home and in our relationships with our kids is uh, was busting enough for me.
0: Okay. Vital issues in the Christian Home on the air. Rick Wirtz, our very special guest. Let's go back to Dan, our producer, with a, another question.
2: We have a question about the priority of kids versus the priority of ministry. A woman says that uh, she has contact with a a young man, young enough to be her son or perhaps grandson, and he has four young children out of state with uh, two different women, and he has uh, left there in order to work at a ministry that is local to where the caller is. And uh, she says that uh, she is concerned because he's not having time with his children, who range from age 13 down and uh, yet he feels that uh, he needs to be or is led to be working in the ministry here. She's wondering how she can communicate to him the importance of fathering and whether this has anything to do with uh, biblical examples. You look at uh, David or Eli who had uh, problems with their own sons. Is uh, Is there a way she can communicate and perhaps get him involved with faithful fathering? David, Eli, and Samuel—all the way. (laughs) By the way, yeah, Hmm. there's a
1: lot of examples of uh, sorry fathers out there. Uh, I would never, uh, I would never uh, uh, try to judge or try to evaluate someone's call to ministry. Uh, That's a very personal call, and how they respond is all between them and God. Uh, But what I, I personally, and what I try to enforce, uh, even. You know, I, I worship at a Methodist church, which means that we change our pastors pretty regular, uh, on a regular basis. And and the first day I, the pastor preaches in our, in our church, I'll give him my card, and I'll give him two two uh, things I was going to do as a lay leader in his church. That is, number one, is I'm going to hold you accountable to stay under the Word of God. I'm not interested in your opinion. I'm interested in how you bring the Word forward. And uh, we'll meet regularly so to give you feedback. Uh, and then, secondly, uh, I will uh, don't want to see you up here after six o'clock in the evening because your marriage and your family is more important than this church. This church will always be here. You take care of your family first, and then we'll uh, support you on that front. Because that's uh, if we if we don't take care of ministry in the home, I don't feel we can be effective in ministry elsewhere. Now, mm-hmm. I don't uh, again. That's a, not meant to be a. Uh, uh, a caveat uh, or a uh, a judgment on anybody that has done something different. I'm just saying for the most part this is what I always try to emphasize. It's a lot of times in marriage you see the marriage rotating around the kids activities and that's a disaster. You want the marriage is always the core. That's the most important relationship in the home. Our relationship with Christ and how that's lived in marriage is the foundation of the home. The kids activities rotate around that. Uh, so we have to be careful. What's driving what? And uh, so my encouragement for uh, the, this young lady is to uh, to to pray for the minister and and open the door to dialogue. If I would open the door with other men to encourage him to make sure that he's in sync with what the Lord is calling him to, and uh, that uh, he you know uh that's uh, that's a priority in my mind is always that marriage and that next generation everything we do comes behind that uh from my perspective, and that's certainly my encouragement but again i would never i would never try to uh interpret somebody else's call uh in ministry so
0: let other men have more influence in him. Is what you're saying? As far I'm,
1: as she said, well, what can I say to? I would be careful him. as a woman to uh, to to enter to uh, to be involved in this particular dialogue. I, uh, if she wanted to go with another man and 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 discuss this with him, that might be the way to go. I just would never encourage uh, a man woman counseling session uh, alone, uh, even though she's older. Even though she's old, older, yeah. and and as a as maybe a. a Mother figure in his life or whatever, but I, I would never encourage that type of counseling. Uh, but I, I would encourage if she knew some other men that they might uh, sit down with him and just evaluate the situation and maybe in contact with her as well. I mean, that's that's certainly uh, the deal. But I I think uh, you know. Proverbs uh, twenty-seven, seventeen. It's uh, iron sharpens iron. Once mm-hmm. one man sharpens one uh, another. Iron sharpens iron. So uh, that's uh, it is a, a man-to-man issue, and uh, and that's something that's always held me accountable on my journey. Of course, is uh, other men that would uh, would hold me accountable.
0: Okay. So the prayer may be that Lord brings some men into His life that can shepherd Him and guide Him and direct Him. Uh, so that he could keep the priorities correct.
1: All absolutely, right. absolutely. All right.
0: Wish we could spend more time on that question, but Dan says we have another one to go to. So let's get before uh, let's get to that before our time ends. Dan.
2: Yes, in the city of Houston and in other places nationwide, there's been an awareness recently about sexual trafficking. Uh, this caller wants to know how do you instill in children, even into teenage years an awareness of what can happen without building fear into them so that they'll be cautious and wise and uh, yet not be fearful since God has not given us a spirit of fear.
1: But... Absolutely. That's a, a genuine um, concern in our, in our city in particular. I think we're um, Maybe second, uh, maybe first. We're we're one of the top cities for sex trafficking. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not pretty mm-hmm. picture for what we have here. Uh, there are a lot of and and this is the wake up call. That, that's a terrific question and terrific call because uh, this is something uh, parents we. The media says we're to be fearful of everything. Uh, we wouldn't let our kids go outside the door these days if we just paid attention to the news. And so, you're absolutely right, uh, Romans uh, eight fifteen. We weren't given uh, to be slaves again to fear, but we were given the spirit of sonship, and uh, and that's how we walk forward in all the boldness and confidence uh, in Jesus the Christ, as heirs of God, as co heirs with Jesus. So, uh, but the the so what has happened over the last uh, generation is that it's no longer the sex talk that uh, we give with our kids when they turn uh, 13 or 15 or whatever the age might be, always younger for girls and, than boys. But uh, now it's, it's it's almost that dialogue has to begin almost uh, five, six. Uh, it's, it's sad how early this has to begin. But there's a terrific resource out there called uh, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures that uh, is a uh, uh, a uh, wake up call and, and just allows a, a, a candid dialogue around, uh, what you know, the, the, the area under your, your underwear. Uh, this, these are areas that are private, and if anyone tries to, to, uh, touch you there or to, uh, expose you to that area, then that's something that you'd be aware of. And, and, and so that, uh, you know, they say the average first exposure today to pornography, which is again, is all. All part of this cycle is uh, nine years old, Bruce, and, and it just it just breaks your heart to to hear that the kids how can kids be kids today, and uh, so. The way that the way they can be kids is for parents to make sure that their home is very candid in this in this area. That uh, that they can have a discussion. Kids need to know that the home is a safe place to come back and ask questions when someone has approached them or someone has said something. Then uh, that they want to come to their parents. Even teenagers today say they want to talk to their parents, but parents are either too busy. Uh, not engaged enough to be sensitive to this situation, or they're struggling themselves with with human sexuality issues and this whole idea of pornography and what have you. There's all there's that struggle as well that's very prominent in our in our society. You know, over half the men in church are viewing pornography weekly, mm-hmm. so this is an epidemic and uh, something we have to purge uh, by prayer and and uh, and through the home. But but uh, the, the encouragement for this uh, this question this this uh, this question is to Uh, start that dialogue early. Seek out resources, and if she'll call my office, I'd be happy to, uh, or the the caller would call my office, I'd be happy to share some resources out there. But uh, start early on and a continued dialogue uh, around sex, human sexuality, and living that in the home. How a man treats a woman is is the daily education we give our kids uh, through marriage in the home. That's the foundational education. So if they, uh, anything they read and anything you discuss has to complement what's happening, what they're seeing day in, day out, how mom and dad handle a uh, confrontation, how they handle their finances, how they uh, hug and kiss. you know All those things are very critical in uh, communicating what healthy sexuality is all
2: about.
0: All right. I hate to end on that point, but you hear uh, the music in the background, so we want to just remind you as the beginning of the program, Rick wanted to let you know about uh, several special father-son, father-daughter, and uh, other activities that uh, he is uh, heading up uh, this summer, June, let's see, 9th through the 15th and the 16th to the 22nd. You have two hiking trips, one for father's daughters.
1: One for father, daughters and a backpacking trip for father's sons and then mm-hmm. high country adventure for men and young men oh, in August.
0: Down in August. All right, the website has all the information, faithfulfathering.org for the uh, trips, uh, slash connect one. Uh, faithfulfathering.org, connect one, or go to 281-491-DADS. Uh, they'll leave a message and get back to you, 281-491-3237. Time goes quickly, Rick, but thank you for taking time today with Gate TV Always a blessing. Give them heaven. You're tuned to Christian Radio, keeping them close by. It's 1130 Central Time.